It's Free Talk Live. You can join us right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And with you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Derek J. Freeman joining us all the way from the seacoast of New Hampshire. Thanks for coming out, dude. Gosh, it is such a pleasure. What a beautiful day it was to drive Perfect down. Perfect day for a drive, right? Yeah, especially New Windows Hampshire's down. beautiful all time of year, but uh, this time of year especially. Yeah, the time of year when all the snow is finally melted. It is beautiful <laughs> yeah. this time of year. The the, uh, the green is just starting to pop back up. There's a few, yeah. you know, bits of grass coming up here and there. The leaves haven't quite come back onto the, the, you the know, trees yet, though. There's a local New Hampshire podcast that gives an award to the person who can find a bit of snow and, and take a picture with the day's newspaper paper ah, so if the latest, the latest one snow yeah so if there's still some snow on the ground somewhere you All can right. you can claim that award sometimes it's just i mean usually at the very end it's just ice you well, know and uh parking lots you know because it piles up they, yep. they pile up in those parking well look lots. Of, look for the north side of a cliff where water has been dripping down and that's uh usually your best bet mm-hmm. somewhere in there so I want to start out tonight with what I consider to be a little bit of good news because we've been hit with so much bad news in this government crackdown on freedom that we've seen over the last two months across not just the United States but across the world in uh, supposedly because of COVID-19. The reality, of course, is that it's just government goons that want to seize more power. And they have managed to do that, shutting down countless businesses uh, across the U.S., And basically telling people, well, we're just putting you out of business because eventually if you aren't allowed to go back to business, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. You're not going to be able to, you know, have customers coming in. You don't have any revenue stream. You're going to go under at some point. And finally, there's a a lady in Dallas and she's not the only one. It's actually hair salons that seem to be really stepping out and taking the risks here. There's a story out of Alabama. There's a story in, Mm -hmm. in Dallas. And I think there's another one somewhere else. But well, you can do a to-go meal. So your restaurant, which is probably the majority of re- of businesses that are closed down, or restaurants, is my guess. No, dude. They've closed down all so-called non-essential businesses in almost every state in the United States. I think that the category that is largest is restaurants. Of what? The businesses that are shut down. Oh. But they're not shut down. They're still allowed to, to open. Yeah. Well, they're allowed to do deliveries whereas a right. nail salon or hair salon or bowling alley can't, can't do, do anything so right? they have so they're to, shut down right. completely so yeah. they're really in trouble yeah and and it's so it's affecting a lot of people and of course it's an insult and a slap in the face to tell somebody oh your business isn't essential i mean of course the reality is uh as one of the signs pointed out at the new new hampshire rally that i went to last weekend with like 400 plus people there was a great sign there that said all businesses are essential and uh, the guy who had it uh, I think it was actually Justin from the Libertarian Party, Justin O'Donnell. He was huh. taking around a pen, letting people sign the sign, and I think he was going to deliver it to the governor How or nice. something like that. That's a great message. Yeah, and uh, and so it's it is essential because it's essential to that business owner to them. Yeah, and it's their happiness and their customers and their employees and their well being. All of it's very essential. What a weird um, perspective for a governor or any government bureaucrat person to say, like, well, this is essential and this isn't. I mean, who are they to decide this? Well, in his case, he calls himself the his excellency. Well, he calls himself that? Well, I don't that's know. It's the, on, that's the title. It's on that, his orders. He signs orders. I'd rather call him president because that was the original title of these. In New Hampshire? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, 
in thinking about all of this, and we're looking at the numbers, because every, every COVID fact at this point has changed at least once Where in the last... Where are we getting our information you know from the government? Well, that's right. It's not a fact. I mean, the, the facts don't change. And yeah. there's a demand for COVID news, of course. Yeah. But the news is, in fact, and, you know, in a lot of cases, it appears to be just con- wild conjecture. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to kind of, you know... Because you can't change what happened previously, but we have today, and we can make our decisions today. And uh, I really feel like like we as Americans need to step back for a second and realize, like, you know, all these facts have changed at some point. And if we let them, right, the government, the state, the 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 His Excellency and his minions, right, uh-huh. all of the the people, these f- flawed, fallible individuals that mind you this part's really really important that have no responsibility for their actions at all Mm. right like an election every two or four or six years that's the only level of responsibility that's it i mean they've already made themselves wealthy in that period of time Um, now when when they make a decision once you let them say all right we're shutting the economy down and uh you know they kind of look around and they're like Nobody's assassinated us. I guess we're we in charge. And, um, you know, the economy shuts down. Mm-hmm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what we have here appears to be not a go- global pandemic, but a test for a global pandemic. Like, right. what do we want to see? And i am got to ask you. You can call in and tell me at 855-450-3733. Do you want these people... The ones that are completely irresponsible for their actions. I get that you may want Democrats or you may want Republicans, but you don't get to make that choice because that's not how the system works. You've been alive long enough to know that there's going to be Democrats and Republicans in all the positions that are out there. They're going to switch back and forth and they're going to call each other names in the process. So as adults, we know what's up here. And what's (laughs) up is we've turned this system over to these irresponsible people. And next time. Like, we have a pandemic at this point that is going to kill apparently something around 0.1% of the it's people. not a pandemic. Fine. Epidemic? Whatever. No. T- illness? Those things. It's an illness. Fine. It's a, it's a illness. virus. I don't, I, but I it's don't not wanna, a pandemic or an epidemic. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to point this out because you brought it up because it's all across the media. Pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. I'm sorry. Until you start to know people who've died from this, until like most people have some experience with somebody actually getting seriously ill or dying from this, it's not a pandemic. Well, I don't know. Because it's not widespread. I don't know a, enough people to have a thousand, you know, elderly people. Most with people are connected issues. with at least seven hundred and fifty people at some level in their lives, sure. and now even more so with social media. I and know most people, people don't know anybody who's. I know not people only who know people. Down with this, How's that? Yeah, sure. I know somebody who knows some people too, and they've all survived it. Well, I know some people that uh, I know somebody who knows somebody who died. Wow. So there you okay. go. Okay. So, how many now, s- degrees of separation is as that? A, as a that's two. Um, yeah. As a uh, to be a global pandemic, it simply has to be worldwide. That's what pan means. So, if it's killing one out of a thousand people worldwide, then it is a pandemic. No, it's not. Fine. Um, okay. What I don't want to argue about that part. This illness, uh, if we're going to... Well, it's fear-mongering, Mark. To use terms like this, it, uh, it buys into the government's narrative to be prevalent 
throughout an entire country, continent, or the whole world. One out of a thousand is not prevalent. Okay, well, the infection, Sorry. but the infection rate is, we just saw uh, this week, the infection rate is 22 to 55 times as high as previously stated in the, uh, the city of Los Angeles. Right, which means it's even so, less deadly than the government was reporting. Right, it is far less deadly, but it is far more prevalent. Mm-hmm. All right, so if people all over the globe have gotten it, they don't have to die mm-hmm. for it to be a pandemic. It just has to be prevalent. So it does fit the definition of of pandemic. Anyway, going on. If this illness, do you want the next illness that comes along? What if it's 0.01%? One out of every 10,000 people dies. At what level? I I know what your answer is. Your answer is one out of if if 100 out of 100 people dies, freedom's still important. And I think that's that's my answer. I think it's a great stance to have. However, I want the audience to just ask themselves, do you want politicians to have the ability to shut down the, I mean, we know how deadly the flu is. And at this point, COVID-19 is killed about two times the, it's it's like a bad flu season in the Mm -hmm. United States. Is it worth, was it worth shutting down the economy? Maybe it would have been worse. But what level, at what level, how many people have to die in order for shutting down the economy to have been acceptable? And that's really the question because and we'll and we don't even get to ask ourselves ahead of it. You can't shut down after five hundred thousand people have died and have any success. But so either the, the best solution I've come up with is let people decide for themselves. Yeah, but you don't get that choice. I mean, that's it would the be problem. Nice. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, why even go through the mental exercise of saying, oh, should we allow politicians to shut down the economy if we didn't get a choice the first time and we're probably not going to get a choice the second time? I haven't changed my life, but you You work from home. Well, and I work from here. And this is essential. There's something to that. We got more coming up here. 855 450 free. Well, if every individual decided to ignore, or at least 10% of the individuals decided to ignore these orders, then we would still have 10% of an economy. More coming up. It's free. Free Talk Live. You can join us right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the uh, Discord call-in line rooms as well over at discord.lrn.fm. You will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us if you join the Discord server and hop into one of those call-in line rooms. They're right there at the top of our channel list. But what is the Discord server? It's a way for you to connect with other Free Talk Live listeners, basically around the clock. There's always interesting conversations going on there. There's different channels with different topics. One of them is all about coronavirus uh, and, <laughs> and more, more like, you know, all about the insane government crackdowns and the crazy responses that people have had uh, to it. But it's, there's interesting stuff to be found there. Kim Jong-un isn't cracking down. No, but I suspect his sister will if she takes control. Might very well. She looks like a cold commie bitch. I saw them wearing masks in the photos. They should be fine then. They should be fine then. Yeah, they're all right. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, get on over to discord.lrn.fm. You can hop in there. Communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the circulating supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. 
Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising here. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. So, Mark, you had a question that you were asking uh, about government crackdowns and shutting down the economy. Can you kind of re- refresh or re-ask that question? Sure. Um, I guess what I want is for people to think about this. Look, I understand that people are experiencing different levels of fear right now, and that's completely reasonable. We've been in, in inundated with news about this uh, virus through um you know through all kinds of i mean nobody can avoid it you could be a hermit living in the woods at this point and not know about the coronavirus um or covid-19 or 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 SARS-CoV-19 or whatever you know whatever one wants to call this thing i don't really particularly care kung fu flu is uh, fine by me <laughs> you know I like that it's it is it's clever uh, but you know, when we the other alternative appears to be turning over to irresponsible government politicians, the ability to shut down the economy at will. Once they've done it, they're not going to not do it again. OK, like now we've told them it's all right. It's a good boy. You've shut down the economy and destroyed everybody's livelihood for a disease that at this point has killed no more people than the flu, a bad case of the flu. What do you mean we've told them? What do you want people to do? I disobey. Yeah, I think that if well, so politicians are uh, reactionary, terrified little creatures. Okay, if we went about our lives, enough of us. And I know whenever your plan says if enough of us, then you already know you have a bad plan. I mean, look at all the moms who are getting arrested at parks for pushing their kids on the swing. I mean, they're doing what you're recommending. How's it turning out for them? I'm curious about those uh, how those uh, situations are going to go in the Supreme Court. I, I bet they wish that. They hadn't done that. Most of them probably won't take it to trial, though, Mark, as we know. I mean, come on. Well, they probably won't even get charged. It's like you're, well, you're suggesting getting arrested, that you're getting charged. You're suggesting at- that people have some control over the government, which is baloney. I think that enough of us, if enough of us just said we're living our lives and the politicians would jump out in front of the uh, parade. I admit this is telling other people to go live their lives in a way that I have never lived my life. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't I have to do it. I got bad news for you, Mark. Uh, according to the surveys that have been coming out, it looks like a super majority of Americans and New Hampshireites and whoever else uh, supports this government intervention. They yeah, support they love these it. shutdowns. There's lots of people that support they, it. Yeah, yeah they I think, love it. I think Sununu, who's the governor here in New Hampshire, his approval rating's gone up to like 9 out of 10, and that includes Democrats. Yeah, nothing is better than an authoritarian in a crisis. In a they, crisis, everyone do loves love, it. Yep, but I think people are getting tired of it, too. I mean, the roads are basically as full as they are whenever I'm coming to work. Yeah. Eh, not quite. I mean, there are a lot of people driving around. New Hampshire has, from what I understand... It's got a bit of a more of a freedom mentality amongst the people, so I'm not surprised when I have heard people from Massachusetts say that the roads up here are busier than they are in Massachusetts. So that kind of warms my heart a little bit. Plus, there's a fresh video that just got uploaded to the Free Keen YouTube channel. If we have a chance, we'll play it on the air uh, tonight, where some, some parents who, I don't know who they are, I think they're just normal folks from New Hampshire, 
push back big time, not violently, but verbally, uh, against a couple of conquered police who showed up on a snitch call uh, to snitch out these parents and their kids who were playing on the local pay, uh, playground, and they just let these cops have it. Wow! I mean, calling them Nazis, calling them robots. Uh, I gotta say, oh. they, like they couldn't have done. I couldn't have done a better job than what they did huh. in this particular case. So you know, if more people did push back, and again, non nonviolently, just you know, not going along to get along, not doing what they're told, and if more of these politicians were experiencing that, it would make. It would make things a little better, I think. Well, these uh, police in this video, they, they didn't arrest these people. They just basically said, all right, we told well, you we're leaving. The, they, that's because the part you don't see where the camera starts recording, there's the part before that. Yep. Um, they did leave the playground area. There's like a tape, you know, police tape or whatever across, around the playground. Sure. And so they did go outside of the police tape zone. So they had obeyed the demand, uh, the threats from the officers in that, in that case. Well, one thing, Mark, about your comment is it almost suggests that we're going from a zero to one. Like we were in freedom and now we're not in freedom. But as a libertarian, I see this as just a matter of degree. Like, That's right. Yes. Nothing has changed. Agreed. Just more people are aware of their lack of freedom. And it's a great opportunity to inform people, though. I want like, to go to the phones here. We got Brad on the line in Myrtle Beach. He is uh, listening to WRNN. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, thanks for touched on briefly what I was going to ask um, why aren't any lawyers out there pushing uh, the constitutionality of what these governors are doing each state has its own constitution right I'm not mm-hmm. confident that they're adhering to their own state's constitution but I feel like they're for sure stepping on our United States constitution. yeah I what do you I, I tend to agree right um, if if anybody has the power it's the governor's and I'm curious as to how this is all going to shake out in the the long run. I wouldn't hazard a guess uh, at this point how it's going to go, but it, you know, I'm I would agree with you. I'm very curious, I, and it does make well, me I wonder. It, uh, it makes me wonder if there's ever been any significant legal pushback against violations of emergency orders before or has it always been that there's only been temporary emergency orders that didn't have as wide cutting of an effect as these are these the most you know invasive orders that we've ever seen i suspect so it's certainly the most i've ever seen in my lifetime uh so maybe there's never really been an opportunity for a case like this before well i find it interesting i read our governor's orders in their entirety and towards the end he had felt the need to put in there that should any part of this be deemed unconstitutional, the rest will not be affected. Mm. I just find it interesting. Brad, thanks for the call and the question tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Maybe if some of these business owners, like this lady in Dallas, who I'll tell you about coming up here in a little bit, who opened her salon yesterday morning at 9 a.m., has received a threat, uh, a a summons or whatever, and she says she's going to keep going. There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org.
This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here toll-free at 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. The Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org. That's D-I-V-I project. Now, I just did an interview with uh, the guy from Divi, and it turns out they're in beta on that wallet right now. That's exciting. If you go to DiviProject.org and join their Telegram channel, Mm -hmm. you can talk to them there about... uh, Joining the beta? Yeah, getting in on the beta. Hey, that sounds pretty cool. All right, so check that out. Uh, We go to your phone calls and thoughts, and then coming up, I'll tell you about this Dallas hair salon owner that I think is should be an inspiration uh, to a lot of people. She decided she was going to reopen her business. You know why? Because if she didn't, she was going to lose it forever. So she finally got to the point, which we were t- we've yeah. talked about on the air. It was like, hey, business owners, yeah, the government is going to threaten you with pulling your license. They're going to threaten you with fines and imprisonment. But if you're going to lose your entire livelihood and your entire business and everything that you've created simply because you've been forced out of business, then you might as well just go ahead and reopen anyway. What have you got to lose? You're about to lose it all anyway, so go ahead and just reopen. And she apparently sees it like that. We'll, we'll tell you more about this lady uh, in Dallas in a moment. But first, we go to Mike in Brunswick, Brunswick, Maine, listening to WLOB. Hey. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, listen, I think the word you were looking for earlier is civil disobedience. I believe I said that earlier. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't catch it. I just caught you, too, you know, because... These people got to get out and start opening their businesses again. This is nothing but, I mean, it's a huge scare campaign. I mean, huge scare campaign. So you're not buying it either, huh? No, no way. How are they going to pay, right pay for the legal well, bills? Well, you know, basically, let me ask you another question. What the hell is the ACLU on this? They're probably question. at home uh, in their pajamas drinking like the rest of us. Now, that is a good question. Yeah. I mean, the ACLU does tend to take freedom of speech cases. I don't know if they've yep. ever done freedom of business cases. That may not be their, you know, well, their area of expertise. Look, in a lot of these states, they violated everyone's civil rights already in a lot of these states. Sure. These, they've gone over the edge. A lot of these governors have gone over the edge. I mean, take a look at Michigan. Are you kidding me? You can't buy paint. You can't buy bird seed. You can't, you can't buy, buy gardening equipment. In, yeah, you can't buy seeds. And that's not just Michigan. Vermont also has those restrictions, from what I understand. Hmm. Yeah, they're just, you know, and I'm telling you, i got to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, regardless of how everybody feels about Trump, I've watched a deep state in this country in the past three years try to overthrow a duly elected president. And I'm telling you something. I don't put nothing, nothing past these guys down there. 
to try to get this guy out of office. Okay, see, this I, I'm going to have to break with you on this viewpoint. So I, I've agreed with you so far, but this whole deep state conspiracy theory, it's a bunch of poppycock, if what you ask you mean? me. Yeah, can you describe for our listeners what you mean no, by I deep you, state? Go ahead. If somebody defines well, deep state for me, please. You know, more or less, you could take a look. It's all out there. The Russian, the Russian hoax, the Russian collusion hoax. We went through the Ukrainian hoax. Okay, but what we is the through, deep state? Can you define what the deep, deep well, state is? Well, basically, the deep state is your intelligence agencies, who we've now found out were behind this hoax. That includes the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the DIA. And, you know, they were all behind all this. And because of all this going on, everybody seems to forget. But right now, they're, on, right now they're declassifying a lot of this from this. A lot of the footnotes in the FBI report and, and Michael Horowitz's report. And I'm telling you, this was a major coup to overthrow a president in the United States. That may what very well be true. Guy, so I, I would agree doing? that there is a deep state. I, I would I would separate from you on this one, Ian. There are what, what people define the deep state as, and I'm going to give it a shot too, is essentially... Um, you know, the government bureaucrats that aren't elected, that pass all kinds of rules that the rest of us have to follow, and have exactly. been largely unchecked and unchallenged for a hundred years. But those are just the no. state. Why do you exactly. call them the deep state? Because the idea is is that you're able to, you know, so, so what you're told in civics class, right? It's we the people, we're the government. We elect these That's people. That's a bunch of BS. Agreed. But, and over the course of 250 years, those people that we elected hired a lot of people. Well, those people that yeah. they hired in many cases just don't go anywhere afterwards. I mean, there's some exactly. changes That's right. of They're some appointments value. and that sort of thing. But, uh, yep. you know, those people have opinions on who should be in charge and how things should be done and all that sort of thing. So when... You, you think the EPA folks were happy when Donald Trump got elected? No, not exactly. No, and that's what I'm saying. There was, look, this was a major, a major upset for everyone. You know, they figured Clinton sashayed through the door, and they were all still safe. Mike, I want to ask I'm you this you, about I'm, the this worked, deep state. I worked out in that hellhole. I know. I want to. I want to ask you this about the so-called deep state. Is the deep state bad, and the not deep state, like the normal state, good? Well, it depends upon whether they're following the Constitution or not. You know, it's, it's like which one, of them, which one of them does. I'll tell you, the, the FBI needs to be completely shut down and reformed. How about just shut it down? Where is the well, because, uh, Where's the charter for the FBI in the Constitution? How does exactly you know the Constitution exactly. gives no power to the United States federal government to have a policing agency, and should it? have one and i'm not saying it shouldn't have one but it should they should go through the process i mean we're playing a game here that game's called the constitution of the united states of america who's playing this game uh, they, they are i'm not interested <laughs> yeah in i don't know anyone who plays that the, game well, I don't the think politicians are supposed to play it no nobody cares don't. well you're right no one cares because they have this piece of paper that they say they're following the rules of and they're not yeah uh, the, the pa- piece of yep. paper clearly says in the ninth and tenth amendments that any power that is not specifically delegated to the united states government should be returned to the people mike thanks the for the call i appreciate it man derek j what do you think about have you heard about this deep state concept how do you how, what's your understanding what do you believe about this yeah um to me the deep state are the government agents and bureaucrats involved in covert activity that's how i always understood it so it's the people who are doing things that we don't really know about until like later things get declassified okay i mean this is not 
uh, controversial. People know that there are covert operations within the government, sure. government agents, and their actions are revealed later. And, you know, that's and a you, thing that exists. And yeah. I would I would define that group of people as the deep state because okay. I think they I, can have an influence on the, the public facing state. And then we don't really know what they're There's up definitely to. definitely secretive programs. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would define that as before. the intelligence agencies, but I'm happy with anybody who defines any term that they want to use. So, okay. you know, that's so where you have to start. So intelligence agencies are different from the deep state? No, they're part mind? of the deep state. But, but the deep state's larger than that to you? Yes. I think because Mark it defined include? it as the people who linger around. Like, so if Obama appointed someone right, to a position— Those are just bureaucrats. They're not secret. Well, I didn't claim that they were secret. Well, deep I suggests were, that's underneath something. It's, maybe it's right, just hidden deeply ingrained right. or something. So at the top, you have the very uh, so the ones that can change quickly. Uh-huh. Right? So you got the president can't stay longer than eight years, uh-huh. and then a little lower than that, yeah. you have uh, you know the ones that uh, don't have the seats that turn over on a regular basis. So you have. So the, is that deep already? Are we? Already no, no, in the that's deep the state? mid-level, okay. and then you have the the uh, the the appointees of that that come and go. So when you get a new president, you get a new appointee, right? Um, and then beneath that you have the ones that never change yeah that got that the what they call um uh g uh, g level or whatever See, here's the thing with the narrative around this so-called deep state it typically consists of well the bad people are in the deep state and there's these good people in the regular state they're I've fighting against one another yeah I, I, i've never heard that suggestion that's what that guy was just suggesting he was saying, saying the deep if- state was going after trump and the suggestion there is that Trump's this good guy and that he's up against the deep state we got more coming up here you can join us this is free talk It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. So we're going to continue with your phone calls and thoughts. I do want to say thank you to T. Hammond, who is a Free Talk Live gold amplifier. T. Hammond, supporting the AMP program, which stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote for 10 bucks a month. That's the uh, the price on gold. And not, well. It's not the price of an ounce of gold, but that's the price you can join the AMP program as a gold amplifier. Although we only ask for five, and then you'll be a silver amplifier, and you get all the you get all the same perks. It's just some people want to contribute more, and I'm not going to say no to that. So thank you, T. Hammond, for the uh, the generous monthly contribution to help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. We're on almost 200 radio stations today, and it's thanks to listeners like you, like T. Hammond, becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers. You can do PayPal or credit card, or you can do Bitcoin BTC to sign up over at ampamp.freetalklive.com. You get some cool perks, too. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We'll continue with your calls. Uh, but we were just talking about this idea of the deep state. Somebody had called in and suggested that the deep state was trying to take down the president. And this is a common narrative amongst these believers in this so-called deep state um, that it's a struggle, an internal struggle within the state between the good people that are in the state and the bad people and the deep state are the bad people. And really, to me, it just seems like another distraction to get people all whipped up at that there's this drama, you know, going on and, oh, you got to support your good people in the state and help them fight against the deep state. We've got to stop the deep state when the reality is we who care about freedom should be concerned with stopping the entire idea of the state. And mm. this whole deep state thing is nothing but a distraction to get people to think that there's some sort of uh, there's some sort of good within the state, that it can somehow be salvaged. If you can just get that darn deep state out of there, 
how you're going to do that, I don't know. But if you could just get those darn deep state people out of there, then everything would be good. The state would be full of good, honorable people, and everything will be okay. Okay, That's the message that I get from these there's people. There's a nugget of truth there. It's I think about the sunlight being the best disinfectant. Like The more we can bring the actions of government bureaucrats or anyone within the state into the public light, yeah. uh, the better they will behave. Theoretically, it doesn't hurt, right? Like we've yeah. certainly, um, in our history of doing activism, we've shined plenty of light on government bureaucrats and their nasty uh, behavior. It yeah. Hasn't really stopped it generally, but it has made them a little more cautious in some instances of so how they approach things. If the attitude of people shifts from, well, I'm okay with, you know, faceless bureaucrats doing covert activities in my name with my dollars, you know, I'm okay with that. To Hey, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't want people doing covert activities. I'm against that. Whether or not that continues, that's a good attitude shift. That's a shift in the right direction that I would hope to see. And I, I like to, to you know, pick up the Constitution and, and, and mention it to people during these instances. Because, for one thing, you're, you were uh, referring to the deep state as uh, sort of intelligence agencies, and I'm with that. Certainly the deep state suggests very little light gets down to it, right? Yeah. If it's deep, yeah. light isn't getting right. in. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, so I, I'm fine with that. And showing it, you then ask sort of, you know, some questions of people if the government is doing these things. And one thing's for sure. Under Bush, there had been less transparency than any other president up to that point. Hmm. Then came the Obama. Most Bush? Okay. And there was less transparency under him. And now you've got Trump where, you know, we're not even reporting on drone bombings anymore. Mm-hmm. Like at least the Obama administration, the guy they called Drone Bomber, mm-hmm. right? Um, drone Bomber. They the, the, he reported that he would release the numbers of people killed by drones. At this right. point, Trump's not doing that at all, and he has this kind Nobody of cares. paranoia around him that everybody's out to get him. So he's going to release less. He's got the least least transparent. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to say here is is that, ladies and gentlemen, if you are the government, and believe me, I don't think you are. <laughs> but if you still believe that nonsense that you were ta- taught in civics class, maybe it was true at one point. I don't I don't think so. But maybe um, if you believe that, how are you going to make a good decision come November? How are you going to pick the very best old rich pervert for the job? <laughs> and if that's, you know, ultimately, if that's what, that's what you get, get to choose between. But how are you going to do that? If you have no information, the well, federal I don't have government, to choose between those people. The federal government is going to release less and less and less and less information as time goes by. Why? Because they're getting away with it. I want to go to Tom. He's in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I just wanted to ask you about the free press. Because yes. I think they uh, they kind of uh, give the uh, deep state the gas by 99% of the free press uh, being pro-Democrats. I mean, if you if you have a free press, there's 63 well, million are people. Are you saying that the deep state are Democrats? Yeah, well, it is right See? now. You got Tommy, you got Strzok, you got Joe Kiss. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, how can you name the deep state? I thought well, the I whole I thought the whole state, idea of the deep state was that they were secretive. No, the whole idea of the deep state is there are people in power that get together to oust somebody that you like don't Trump. like. But so the I people st- mention- so see this is what exactly what I was saying. The deep state are the people in the state that you don't like. There's plenty no, of people. I, I didn't like him. I used to like Comey. I thought he was all right, but I think he's on the wrong side. And all I'm saying is 
The free press fuels these people. The free press, with 63 million people voted for Trump, if we had an actual free press, then half the press would be for Trump and half would be for the Democrats. Well, why don't you go start a newspaper? We don't have a free press. We have a press where 95% of the news companies all cash Trump. That's all they do, and they don't say anything bad about the Democrats. Well, if you thought you didn't have a free press before... Uh, just wait until the bailouts start coming in, because there's a bunch of media companies that are in big time hurts right now. They're like they're having a tough time because sure. media companies are for the most part based on advertising models. So you have to have advertisers in order to pay for the costs of running. And advertisers the can't afford it. And right now, if even if an advertiser can afford it, they may just be like, well, why would I want to advertise if no one can come to my business? I can't even be open. Why am I going to advertise? And uh, what that guy's saying, I can really relate to i love the news and i love to follow what's going on and mm-hmm. it's so hard to find a good source of news without any spin just right. the facts it's like sure really d- d- hard and what's a guy supposed to do if you want to know what's going on in the world tom thanks for the call tonight i definitely appreciate hearing from you well the good news is there's more opportunity now because of the internet to get more news sources than you ever could yeah but it used to be that you were stuck with the local paper yeah and the local radio station or two or whatever and, and that's that was true it. i sift through a lot of alternative media but i have to sift through a lot yeah. in order to get just a small amount and it's it's not easy. I just I, I want to relate to that caller and say, like, man, I know the news. It's so biased. And where do you get good stuff? Well, the number one cable news channel is Fox. So, I mean, uh-huh. it depends on how all of you... them are going down. in so viewership, what? Though. I, 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 right. Because the viewers are dying. Viewers are dying. Yeah. Um, but so I'm just making the point here is, is that when he says 95 percent of the age, mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like he's just pulling that number, uh, you know, uh, yeah. pulling out of a full just saying a lot, right? a lot. And and I do agree that there's some people. It's like God, the the media and the way they go after Trump just seems like in many ways, it's like they just hate him. Yeah, but, yeah, they do. You know, maybe it's because he does some things that they're just not used to, right? Like Trump sitting up there a few days ago, just sort of you know going off the top of his head as to whether or not drinking uh, Fabuloso is a good way to uh, <laughs> to deal with the coronavirus. I'm like, jeez, Donnie, that was hilarious. <laughs> you know. Let's go to your calls and continue. Uh, This one is David. He's calling from Jackson, Michigan, listening to WKHM. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Hey, I I wanted to talk about New York, but a quick comment about the deep state here. Yeah. Um, CIA Operation Mockingbird. Mm. Uh, uh, Here's the direct quote from the then director, William Casey. Definition of his Operation Mockingbird. We will know our disinformation program is complete. When everything the American public believes is false. <laughs> wow. That's what they're doing today. You know, I. <laughs> Manipulating the media just to, hey, just make up anything, you know, hey, make up a big story and put it out there as the truth, you know, Gosh. and everybody will believe it. You know? I swear. That is outstanding. I, I saw the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. And if, if folks haven't seen it, you don't need to see every Marvel movie to see this one. Uh, it stands on its own. But the idea that somehow uh, around World War II, this, uh, you know, authoritarian um, undertone entered into our government and changed everything to the point that either it's creating the pro- the crises and the problems that we're facing or at the very least enterprising on every one of them and creating this database of everybody so that they can f- figure out who the uh, dissidents are and uh, take them out and you know in one fell swoop 
I wonder whether that's just, you know, where where did they get that uh, script? Because it sounds exactly right. Yeah, exactly. David, thanks for that's, your that's call, man. Uh, he had another point. If- did he? You want to hang on to him? All right, stand by, uh, David. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We will continue. we got uh, a couple more hours. Plenty of time for you to join us here on the radio. And the number for you is 855-450-FREE. Actually, just dropped off the line, Mark. So, uh, More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Your calls are next. And you... You can also call on our Discord at discord.lr. Saddle up. It's new Dynavite for horses. They're always on the move, always eating, grazing 17 to 20 hours a day. In their natural state, they eat only grass. Picture a pasture or a plain. The nice big pasture that's very green. The grasses and the different plants. That's your basic forage. I don't think there's anywhere on the planet where you have consistent, healthy pasture all year. So we start supplementing with the hay and the grain. The grain has a lot of sugars in it, and the hay, the dried out hay, loses a lot of nutrients. Curing under the sun, it loses about 80% of the beta carotene, omega-3s, and vitamin E. So Ed has figured out how to freeze dry the greenness in the grass. I said, why don't I make a supplement that's as close to healthy pasture as I could get? All of the nutrients that are lost when the grass becomes the hay. I like Dynavite. It's simple. It's straightforward. My horses get what they need. I can see immediate results. Check out new Dynavite for horses at Dynavite.com. It doesn't take much. Just one little scoop. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O V-I-P-E Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live and the live Saturday edition where you can take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. Here in the studio with you tonight, it's me, Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And I do want to tell you about this lady in Dallas who heroically reopened her hair salon despite the looming threat of government goons coming in and attacking her. Uh, They did come and make their attack against her. But uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up here in a moment at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. As we continue here with your calls and thoughts, we'll go first to Jerome. He's listening in Charleston, South Carolina to WTMA. Hello, Jerome. Hello. Hey, hey I, guess you, I, guess, I guess he agrees with the, uh, the lieutenant governor of Texas when he said that... Uh, Saving the economy is more important than saving people's lives, huh? No, no, not at all. Are you referring to the woman in uh, Dallas? Because what she yeah, did was... Yeah, you just mentioned. Yeah. I saw her on so TV, you, by the way. Yeah, okay, so then you should know that she was taking extra precautions with her business, and she, you know, had uh, people have to have masks to come in there, and she was checking temperatures, and she's, do, she's doing everything she can to show people how concerned she is for this coronavirus, which personally I consider to be ridiculous, but she's doing that. Um, so no, Jerome, I mean, she's she's allowing people to come in, but only with certain safety precautions in place. Isn't that good enough for you? Hey, I, I, I just wanted to ask you, I, how is it like Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator with all the ice cream gets a whole lot of uh, blowback from people that defend Trump, but, it, but the, the, the uh, Lieutenant Governor Chester can say something like that, saving the economy, it's more important than saving people's lives. Or the crazy old lady in, in Las Vegas that's the mayor, you know, who's going to 
uh, just do what she wants. See, Jerome, it doesn't have to be either or. Jerome, it doesn't have to be you save the economy or you save people's lives. You can have both. You can have an economy where people can make decisions for themselves as to what level of risk they want to take, what level of risk they want to have for their employees and the you know the, the their customers and that sort of thing, where they get to make their own decisions rather than having a bunch of politicians decide for them. And if you want to talk about people losing their lives, let's talk about people who, who are committing suicide now. Let's talk about people who are going to die uh, from malnutrition all around the planet because they're not able to actually get any food anymore, for instance. What about those lives? Don't those people matter, too? Look, when people try to kill themselves, that's not like a virus where people don't even know who around them has it, and they get it. That's a, that's a totally different thing. I don't get the analogy between committing suicide. That's like a personal decision. That's not like being around people that carry that disease. I I, I see your point. Um, I don't agree with it, but I see your point. So let me ask you this question. Where did the governor or the mayor or whomever is shutting, or the president or whomever is shutting people's businesses down, where did they get the power to tell me that I can't open my business? Well, that's the way the government works, man. Hey, look, oh, yeah, it is. It's also how, sl- how, you I, know, like, you know, the, like the, <laughs> the total length of a, of, of a human uh, evolution has include, included this sort of power hierarchy, right? And at some point or another, we're going to have to abandon the notion that one person gets to tell another person how to behave and how to act. Hey, hey can I tell you something? Yeah. You know, there's many a time on the local station here where people like me would call up and disagree with things we see wrong with this country and the government. And you know what someone would say? If you don't like it, get on a boat and go somewhere else. That's the kind of stuff I used to hear. So are you saying that to us now? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that's the kind of reaction I used to hear. Well, Well, that's a crappy reaction. But I did it. Um, I I picked up and... I picked up and moved to New Hampshire for more freedom. Then I picked up and moved to the Northern Mariana Islands for even more freedom than that. And I do think, that to some extent, if you want the if if what you want is going on someplace on planet Earth, you should go there. Hey, let me ask you this: Hey, did you see the reaction of Dr. Brooks when Trump mentioned something about the about the Lysol being good for the to help with the virus? Yeah, you know what? Looked at him like he was hey, an you know idiot. What? Hey. There's no hope for her soul, okay? She's already sold out to Trump, okay? You can see that. She was on TV the other day. So she's already sold out Dr. One of the Trump. characters in the Dr. Trump show. Yeah. She's already <laughs> sold her soul. <laughs> she's already sold her soul to the devil, okay? Yeah, if you work for the government, that's probably true. Thank you for the call tonight, uh, Jerome. I appreciate it. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Imagine working for the Obama administration the day after the uh, the United States military opened fire on a Doctors Without Borders hospital. Let's go to Dave. He's in Jackson, Michigan. There's a different Dave uh, than the last Dave from Jackson. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Dave. I'm outside here. It's raining, and uh, I, we're in the land of Michigan. It's uh, the home of uh, Gretchen uh, the Wicked Witch of the Midwest, Whitmer. <laughs> right. This is the woman who has prohibited people of Michigan from buying anything in a garden shop. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Those people are going up uh, to the uh, state capitol there, and uh, the only thing she can point out is that, uh, oh, this... Uh, this lady was handing out candy to children and she didn't have gloves on. No, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's just 
the, the, there's a lot of sort of strange logic that's going around right now, as though gloves aren't a totem, right? They're mm-hmm. not a they're not a magical they're not a rabbit's foot they're not a magic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, gloves don't make uh, viruses go away; it just separates skin from there. So if you're using the same gloves all day long. To handle cash and or other whatever, things. you're still transmitting the virus yep. to the people that you scratch <laughs> your nose. I mean, it's, this doesn't make a difference. Yeah, if you change out your gloves it's every five all minutes, about sure, impressions. But people, we don't have that many gloves. It's about uh, you know making people believe that there's something going on that they're that you're being cautious. It's a it's a, it's a show basically. In a lot of ways, that's what it's about with the uh, the mask. And then these engineers in Europe do this thing that says you have to follow 66 feet behind a bicyclist. Um, <laughs> so everybody has to walk instead. Like, it just doesn't even make any sense. I mean, l- ladies and gentlemen, use your brains for a minute. Dave, what happens in Michigan if you go to Walmart and actually try to buy seeds? Have you tried this oh, yet? The, the cops will probably give you a beat down. Uh, I've got cops in my corner, and we have people that are walking their dogs. It's a dog and pony show down here because people are just walking. Uh, they're about ready to go stir crazy in front of my house here. Sure. Uh, there's a uh, a couple. Uh, uh, oh, there's a couple. They had two dogs they were walking, and uh, a Rottweiler got loose and came up on them. And uh, I thought there'd be some problems. And the next day, they were walking their dogs again, and. I, I was out working in my yard, and uh, I uh, I had a uh, pepper gas canister, and I says, hey, you can you can get one of these at the store at Myers, and the guy says, oh, I can do one better than that, and he reached out in his hip pocket, and he pulled out a 45. Whoa. <laughs> Good story, Dave. Thanks for calling and sharing it with us. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, let us know anything else going on there and the crazy stuff wow. uh, happening in Michigan. I hope Michigan. no dogs get shot in the uh, telling of the story. Let's yeah. continue here. We go to, I believe we got John in Dover, Delaware, listening to WDOV. Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, I just want to say that I think that uh, President Trump's got a huge set of Waybos on him, man. This guy's getting attacked from every single angle. Everybody hates Orange Man. Orange Man bad. And he's still hanging in there, man. It's unbelievable the propaganda that's been spitting to the heads of our youth in this country. A bunch of communists is what they are. And you can tell your friend Jerome there that if he doesn't want to get the coronavirus, he ought to stay his ass home. That's the safest way to not catch corona. He may very well be home. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, John. All these people that want to tell people how to live their lives and how they got to stay yeah. inside and obey, you stay inside. Well, I, I would think. Stay in your house, man. I'm not staying in my house. You stay in your house, loser. Not I'd like to go one further. Though. I think I'm we not should. Having it. I, I think we should reach out to people in our neighborhoods and in our lives and say, hey. Are you going to stay in? Because if you're going to stay in, I'm willing to help you by bringing you your groceries. You got to pay for them, but I'll bring them to you or whatever. Hey, most grocery stores at this point, you can shop online. I don't have a problem helping out, but yeah, for them, they me tell either. Me that I got to stay in my house. That's that, uncalled that makes for. Me, it makes me want to yeah. reach out, touch someone. You I know heard what you, mean? John. Thanks for the call, right man. On. I appreciate it. Uh, Toll free numbers eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. If there's somebody who's telling me to stay in, I'm not going to help those people out. They can pay full market rate to have somebody go shopping for them, and uh, and there's a high demand on those services right now. I suspect more coming up. Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. You dial toll-free if you want to join us on the radio, or you can talk about whatever's on your mind. Of course, uh, what's on most people's minds is 
the coronavirus crackdown, the destruction of our liberties in response, in this fear-mongering response, this idea that, well, no cost is too great if it just saves one life. This is what the status uh, would have you believe, and it's poppycock. You know, but just before we left, you were talking about um, charging people for deliveries versus helping them out and just doing some deliveries for them, Mm -hmm. a, a neighbor who needs groceries and that sort of thing. The mayor of San Francisco put a price ceiling on what delivery places can charge. Oh, boy. So what's the predictable um, outcome of putting a price ceiling is you get shortages. Yep. Uber and DoorDash and all these places said, well, all right, if we can't charge customers this amount, then we can't deliver we to do these anything. places. So right. they, they have certain places where they can't deliver to. Whoa, 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 hey, you can't do that. That's discrimination. You, mm. you're, you're hurting these poor people in this remote area. You know, you have to deliver to them. That's what I love about San Francisco. Because on one hand, uh, the, the idea of democracy was that you're going to have these crucibles of, uh, you know, different ideas and how things are going to work. And San Francisco really manages to show over and over and over again that statism is a bad idea. However, it doesn't seem to convince the rest of us enough. It's like, ah, we'll just do 75% of what San Francisco does and everything will be fine. Or, 50, you know, 55% or whatever. But there's nobody out there that's the United States government and no state government and no county government, no city government would let you say, I'm declaring myself my own sovereign country and my laws apply to my land and we're going to conduct ourselves here in the way that we say. And, you know, we're going to start our own country. They never let you do that. You've always got to participate in their system in some way, shape, or form. And you know they they've got some good examples on their side. For instance, uh, you know they'll go in and they'll they'll say, well, you know, the people at that cult they're molesting children. Now, they don't have any proof for their statement. They'll just say it. And then it's, once you've once you've invoked the baby god, you can do whatever you want. And well, we must bring down the fist of statism. A la Waco or whatever, and kaboom, uh, things go boom. And then they blow up the kids that were getting molested. Indeed, we continue with your calls and thoughts here. Also want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. Now's a great time to learn about cryptocurrency. You got a little bit extra time on your hands. You've been talking about how you're interested in learning about Bitcoin. You just haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, now you should go ahead and get around to it. Go to Bitcoin.com. Start doing uh, the basics. Get the basics down about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency in general. They can help you with that over at Bitcoin.com. Plus, uh, Purse.io may not be dying, which is very exciting. Uh, That's one of the things that that uh, Roger Veer is excited about is is purse.io. It's a great way to spend cryptocurrency like Bitcoin Cash and get huge discounts from Amazon. And they had announced that they were going to be closing up shop two weeks ago. And then just a few days ago, they said, wait a minute. Nope, it looks like we're not closing. A lot of people have uh, showed an outpouring of support. And from what I understand, Bitcoin.com may have been uh, one of those groups that has showed some support well, gee i really hope purse. they changed their business model because it never seemed right to me that i was getting a discount i would be glad to pay more for the service of being able to use bitcoin to buy things on amazon <laughs> i don't they think- should charge me and they could stay in business <laughs> yeah i don't think that that's gonna uh, fly why yeah. they stayed in business for like five years where they were giving tremendous discounts to people well, something and went wrong well yeah it was amazon uh in my opinion it was the, it happened to coincide well, with the fact that amazon put a month-long delivery time on most items that weren't that so-called happened essential. To me. That happened to me with uh, orders on purse, yeah. and it was very frustrating. Right. Well, the thing is, on, on purse, 
the people who want to get the Bitcoin from you, because again, you're buying these things with Bitcoin, you get a discount, which means the person who's getting the Bitcoin from you is paying for the Bitcoin at a premium. They're paying, if you're getting a 10% discount at purse, that means somebody is paying 10% on the, the price of a Bitcoin on top to get that thing for you. Well, usually those people want to choose next day or two day shipping, right? Like they get the prime shipping, yeah, so it comes get, in two days. Get it to you as they fast want to as get it to you so they can get their Bitcoin right away. Mm-hmm. Well, now if Amazon's like, well, we'll get it to you sometime by the end of uh, six weeks from now, right? That's just not going to fly with uh, with that buyers. So they're they're or the, the the Bitcoin buyers probably just dried up, mm. and then Purse said, we this is it, we can't. We can't survive. Uh-huh. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see how they come back from this. Uh, we'll, we go to your calls and thoughts, though. Let's start out here with Sam. He's listening in Aberdeen, Washington, to KBKW. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I just wanted to, um, in regard to the deep state, uh, back in the late 70s, I, I just say I would like to suggest that your listeners Google up Yuri Bezmanov. Y-U-R-I-B-E-Z-M-E-N-O-B. He is one of the most accomplished uh, KGB subversion experts in the, in the history of, of the world, really. And, and, um, and he defected back in the 70s. He had a like, double-digit uh, bounty on his head when he did so. And after changing his name a couple of times, uh, he managed to get enough security where uh, he actually did some um, videos, one of them at UC Berkeley, where he describes the subversion, multi-generational subversion strategy of the Soviet Union, which actually has its roots with the Chinese, a guy named Sung Tzu back in 600 B.C. He wrote, um, and it's all the same concept. So now to make a short story long, there's four steps. The first is to um, is to demoralize, then to destabilize, then crisis, and then the fourth step is normalization, which is whatever comes up at the end of the crisis. And so um, he does a he does. What a, are the steps black, for? I'm sorry. What are the what's the purpose of the steps? That you destabilize another na- or demoralize another nation. Okay. Okay. And so pornography is a good example. Um, you destabilize the other nation. And that's where you start to get your separation, where you don't talk to each other anymore. Then you hit the crisis, where that destabilization it hits the fan. And this is a multi-generational uh, you know, process. So when somebody dies, you know, everybody else picks it up. That's just the way it goes. And, um, and, so, uh, and, and, so, and then the last is normalization. Now, normalization, is, you, know, it, you don't know whether that's going to be it, but if it goes their way, that means that we, you know, are totally under socialist control. More statism. And, yeah. You know, so, I mean, one thing's for certain is, is you can look at you can look at different, uh, you know, crises that have occurred in the recent past, and you can see that when we walk out of those crises, we don't have as many freedoms as we did before. That's what's happening here. But it, what I'd like to know, Sam, is what do you want to do about this deep state? Well, this is the biggest problem is uh, that we're at the crisis stage right now, mm-hmm. and uh, there and the options as far as getting out of it because it takes a generation. See, the, the, the number one target is religion, the subvert religion. Then you've got education. Everybody, you know, wants to play James Bond, and and and, and Yuri actually makes a lot of fun of that. You know, he says it sells more deodorants, but um, you know. <laughs> But what's really happening is they get people into the teaching profession who are now the people running the colleges, which are teaching, you know, I mean, you ask a kid, 
you mentioned civics class earlier. Uh, a recent two research studies shows that 25% is all the people that know how our government runs when they mm-hmm. come out of high school. Sure. And, so we and, know and, that the state has taken over indoctrination. That's been going on for generations. What do you want to do about it? Well, right now, this is where the, we're hoping one of the big, hopefully, Barr and Horowitz come up with some you know, with some uh, indictment. <laughs> Hopefully. See, this is exactly what I thank you for the call. See, this is exactly what I was telling you before. The people who believe in this deep state, it's always, oh, those people I don't like, they're the deep state. But there's these good people in government, and they're going to route out that deep state. They're just going to bring them all up on charges, and we're going to say bye-bye, deep state, and then the state will be good again. Well, what happens if they don't? Life. More coming up. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You may dial in, take control of the airwaves here. Our number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And also want to make sure that you know about freetalklive.com. We get a lot of cool features on our website there. And you can download archives that go back for more than a decade of course, we got the webcams that are available to you for free on our DLive and Twitch channels, so check those out, too. You can go and access that and more at freetalklive.com. We're going to go back into your calls and thoughts. Uh, coming up, the Dallas hair salon owner who was issued a citation for reopening her business on Friday morning without government permission, she says she had to because she was going to lose it. If she didn't reopen it. So they'd finally put her in a place where civil disobedience was the best path forward for her. We'll uh, tell you more about that coming up here in moments. I found it pretty inspirational. But first, let's talk to Robert. He's in Charleston, South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi, Mark. I just wanted to mention that you, you talked about a very important point, a critical point, actually, at the beginning, and that was to, whether we should have a, a strong centralized government or no government at all. Well, the, um, the best way to compare that would be to compare General Motors Corporation with Ford. Ford wanted a slim management. General Motors went for larger and larger ex- expansion in its, in its management under um, Alfred Pritchard Sloan, Jr., and uh, he had developed a system of disciplined professional management that provided for decentralized operations with a, with a centralized control. He applied that to General Motors, and uh, he set the corporation on a course of industrial leadership. Over the 23 years that he had that system in place, the corporation ex- expanded uh, steadily, and uh, its share of the automobile uh, market increased so that um, in 19- so that he continued um, with that kind of kind of um, direction, and um, he almost put Ford out of business. Uh, Ford so Jr. just to clarify, you're saying you believe that having a top-heavy management layer that's constantly expanding is good for business? Well, it, it wasn't a set. It was a centralized control, but it wasn't a system. It wasn't a, 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 
it wasn't a manoral system. It was a each of the, of the subsidiaries of General Motors kind of operated more or less independently. He he was the the centralized control figure, um, and and they basically co- coordinated efforts with him. He was a person with great vision and rare uh, and, and and rare good judgment. And he mm-hmm. laid a solid foundation, which made uh, didn't they um, get a bailout from the government like ten years ago? He was long, 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 long gone by then. He died in 1960. Rare good judgment. I, that's what he had. He Is was it good judgment guy. that one uses rarely, meaning that you rarely tell your, um, you know, people beneath you what to do, or is it no. uh, rare to have good judgment? It's rare to have very good judgment. Okay, so one thing that I thought of when I was thinking of this, uh, you know, thank you for uh, sharing, was Queen Elizabeth. Here's a lady who has a, a great deal of power and uses none of it. And then when she decides to go on television and tell the uh, the people of Great Britain to, uh, you know, uh, keep their heads down and carry on, right, that we're going to get through this and everything's going to be fine. Her words carry a lot of weight. And I think the reason is, is because she's not constantly telling people what to do. Mm. So when she uh, chimes in in her uh, monochrome coordinated outfits, uh, she, <laughs> she pops in and says that uh, now's the time to stay home and to uh, you know, act like a good Englishman or whatever. People are like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to mom because she just said, you know, just told me to do something and she's never told me to do anything my entire life. So Yeah, but the British government sure as hell tells people what to do. Absolutely, they sure. do. But... They don't use Queen Elizabeth to do it. She wouldn't let them. Look, Robert, regarding your point about this, I don't know if what you're saying is true, but I'm just going to go ahead and take it as true for the sake of the discussion about this business and how it was run. Um, Businesses cannot be compared to governments because governments operate through coercion. So if General Motors has a management style that happens to work for the business they're in, then that's fine because people are voluntarily choosing to purchase their cars. Unlike the government, which is a a coercive organization that will threaten me with violence if I don't pay for their services, whether I want them or not, uh, that is a completely incomparable set of organizations. Yes, but the success of the organizations, it's very important to have a, a, a... a good management. Good management is so important, and and that's why it's important. Are you saying the government has good management? It seems like Ford did just fine. I mean, um, yeah, Ford didn't no, take they, the bailout, uh, as I recall, ten years ago. But are you saying the government has good management, Robert? Is that your point? Normally not, because the people don't stay on top of the situation like they should. They what, can't. What, what could they do differently? Just stay on top of this. Understand exactly what's going on to the extent that What they good can. does it do? If I understand and stay on top of what the government's doing, what, how's that going to I still have two old rich perverts to pick from in yeah. November. Thanks for the call tonight. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. One of them thinks that uh, Donald Trump could possibly um, – he said, mark my words, and he's just talking about Donald Trump not allowing the election to happen in November. And the other one thinks that uh, drinking Fabuloso is going to fix Corona. <laughs> I mean, come on. Scott is in Miami. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, wow. I'd like, I, I haven't called in a while. How are you? Are you in do Miami? I recognize my voice. I do yes, recognize I your voice. For, formerly known as yep. Scott the Bigot, but I think the last time you called, you had sort of gotten over some of your bigotry, if I recall correctly. But maybe I... Well, my folks had, uh, my folks had died, but I... Uh, no, my bigotry is still the same. Oh, never mind. I had hope. I had hope there for a moment. We're in, we're in, we're in a... Uh, we're in, we're in a uh, this has been a conspiracy. 
And uh, we're in a Great Depression, a second Great Depression. Okay. And uh, people don't realize that uh, this economy is not coming Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Hold on. And the Federal uh, Reserve. Hold on. Before you go Reserve, on, is it the Jews yeah. or is it the blacks, Derek Jay? Uh, I'm going to guess the Jews. 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 Yeah. All right. The Federal Reserve is controlled by the Jews. Oh, there we go. They also control Wall Street. Uh-huh. And uh, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish presence in our government is profound. Uh-huh. And the American people have to understand that the Rothschild family and George Soros and uh, Bloomberg that controls the media and the New York Times, which I call the Jew York Times, uh, <laughs> the Jews are an insidious force in America. And if oh, your readers man. want to know, your listeners rather want to know what's going on in the world, they need to sit down and read the protocols of the oh, Learned Elders of Zion. So you are right back to where you were. Way, I could have yeah. sworn the last time you called, you were like, for, you were going to move to the UK and you were forswearing the things that you'd said I previously? Was, let, me, let me explain why it fell through for me because they made so many hurdles for me and so many, so many problems. We let everyone, we let all the world scum into our nation, but yet I can't go over to Britain. So, uh, and is I that the Jews' fault too? Died. What's that? Is that the Jews' fault as well? Uh, well, the Jews are everywhere in the world. They, uh, <laughs> oh, they, in fact, it's funny you say that because the Rothschild family, their base is out of uh, out of London, and uh, everyone knows that the Rothschilds are the preeminent world bankers. They control. Aren't the there Federal Jews Reserve. right now that have businesses that are suffering because they can't open them, just like everybody else? Those are the small Jews. The big, big, Jews, big Jews. When I mean the big Jews, I'm talking See, this about is the difficulty. Scott, Jewish, so, ever... Scott, you can't what? say that there's two types of Jews. It's either the Jews or yes, not the are. Jews. No, but there are. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, let, me, let, me, let me elaborate. I, I guess. Right. You are right. I'm talking, I'm referring to international Jews. And is let me explain to your audience what I mean by okay. that. International Jews are the people that are at the very top. They're your Lloyd Blankfeins of Goldman Sachs. They're your was J.P. Uh, Morgan uh, Jewish? Deep State Jews? Absolutely not. J.P. Was Morgan wasn't Jewish. Was Chase Jewish? No. No. Oh, but so you're saying there's was, a lot of big bankers? Was, Chase is like the number one bank in the United States right now. It's either that or or Bank about, of America. What about what about Goldman Sachs? What about what about uh, uh, yeah, Lloyd cl- Blankfein of Goldman uh, no Sachs? One cla- about, uh, no one claimed that the Catholic Church didn't make it very easy for Jews to get into lending <laughs> uh, centuries ago, and that you know family businesses don't have meaning. Uh, but eh, you know, banking isn't by any means. Um, you know, exclusive to people who are Jewish. That's I could ridiculous. have sworn he had like a, a come to Jesus moment or whatever, like in the past where he called for the last time and he was like saying he was sorry for being the way he was. Does that guy test your limits? Because that was hard for me to right hear. Back. I was like, how can you put that guy on? He's right back to where he was. I'm curious of what he thinks about Jesus being Jewish. I was going to say it was nice to hear from you, Scott, but I'll say thanks for the call. I'll give you that much. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk. Free Talk Live, you bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-453. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms. You join those, you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us at discord.lrn.fm. Phones are loaded up, so if you can't make it through, get on those Discord lines. It takes just a moment to set up your Discord app. You do. You should download the app. There is a web version, but you should get the app because it's pretty good. Uh, you create the username and then just go into your browser and type discord.lrn.fm. Press enter. 
and then that'll pop into your 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 Discord app will pop up and it'll jump right into our server because you have to have an invite code to join the server and that's built into that discord.lrn.fm URL with you in the studio tonight it's Ian Derek J and Mark Derek J you also beyond being a longtime Free Talk Live co-host uh, you are also the founder, and I think you said on the air with Punk Rock Libertarians that you're now the CEO of AnyPay? No, no. I'm the president and president, co-founder. That was the word. Not, okay. the, not the founder. President. Co-founder that's a pretty founder and deal. president. Yeah. yeah. Those are official titles. You know, I was going to say, you're one of the founders of, uh, of yeah. AnyPay. Uh, you and Stephen. And Stephen couldn't make it out tonight. Normally, he, he comes out with you as well. But uh, what's we, some of the latest with, with AnyPay? We've talked a lot about oh, the yeah. AnyPay Ambassador Program to allow people to actually, I think for the first time in ever in the history of these online cryptocurrent payment processors the few of them that have existed no one has ever paid uh, a commission on every sale that happens at a business that accepts cryptocurrency and you're doing that with bitcoin cash and dash through the anypay uh, cash register app yeah it's really easy anypay makes simple bitcoin payments for your business so if you want to accept bitcoin and you should you can do it with our free app and yeah, now there's, there are other perks, like you get added to a map so that customers know that you're there and they right. can go to your business and spend money there. And then also, if you are a person who wants to use Bitcoin in your town and you want um, a way to personally benefit from the time that you're spending talking to these business owners, we offer a kickback, a rewards program for what we call ambassadors, people who set up the app with a business. Right. So, you're, you're holding somebody's hand. Not that it's hard. It's easy. Yeah. If you just want to go right now to the Google uh, App Store the, uh, or, or the Play Store and then the Apple App Store, download any pay cash register. Mm-hmm. That's the name You don't of the need app. to be a business to download the right. app. Anybody yeah. can do this yeah. who wants to, you know, you know, maybe you mowed somebody's lawn you want to get paid with uh, with cryptocurrency. <laughs> right. Once you, you download that. the app, you're a business, basically. Yeah. It's right. the you're best a crypto way to business. Get, it is. And it's the best way to get paid in Bitcoin, even better than a wallet, because it's just easier to accept payments that way. The money goes to your wallet. Right. You do still have to have a separate program that is a cryptocurrency wallet. Yeah. Because uh, AnyPay is non-custodial. We don't hold your funds. Correct. Um, so check them out. AnyPay Cash Register. You just download the app. You put in your cryptocurrency wallet addresses in the back end, and you're ready. You're ready to accept cryptocurrency. Well, we're talking about, what, 10 minutes and maybe like a few minutes of that is the time it takes to download if you've got a slow internet connection or whatever? I, s- I set up a pizza shop owner over the weekend he asked how can i accept bitcoin i said it'll take two minutes were you on the in, phone with him or in, person? in truth it took five minutes were you in person with him um no it was on in the person phone. oh in yeah. person in person yeah okay. five minutes yeah did he already have his own wallet he had a bitcoin cash wallet okay because yeah. i'm gonna say if you don't have your own wallet there may be an extra five minutes to download a wallet first right and yeah. then maybe another five minutes to do any pay mm-hmm. i mean maximum but i think what's cool 10 to 20 minutes lately what's cool you've probably been getting some of these emails and uh ian i got a big blast of them actually i think yeah. you flipped this this system on you're about to tell me about over the weekend yeah right? the any pay ambassador program you know it's we've it's got professional better. emails that yeah. come to you and say you know what you're getting the kickback for so i got like 50 cents you know because someone spent some money at one of the local businesses that i set up and right. it tells me why and when and how much and what coin and that's, so that's cool. really cool you know because previously you would just see the 
if you were an ambassador, and, and I am because I've helped some businesses get set up with this, you would just see the payments coming into your wallet and you weren't really sure, like, well, where'd this come from? Where'd this right. come from? So now you're sending emails with more information. Oh, it was Corner News. Somebody bought something at this time. And so that's what that's what came in. So yeah, very, more very information's cool. better when you're setting up a business because yeah. then you can you know concentrate on things that are working and stop doing things that aren't working. It's yeah. a great idea. Another thing that AnyPay is doing that's really cool is making it easy to pay the same uh, business, same QR code with different wallets, different coins, just magically, and it will just work in the back end. Now this is something you're working on. This isn't this hasn't launched yet, right? This thing you're talking about. Uh, it is live on some wallets, but it's okay. it's too complicated to talk to get into right yeah, now. Let's yeah, save yeah. it for another, another day, day. But it's basically what people need to know is you'll be able to pay any invoice with any wallet I and mean, it's just magic it'll be super you easy. guys are coming up with some cool cool stuff that's, yeah that's just no one else is doing in the world of cryptocurrency uh, amazingly not it's really like i don't want to say we're the only ones out there <laughs> but like it feels like it because I, I care about using bitcoin in the real world i care yeah. about using it as money and talking to that's what it was supposed to be used for it was money it's just fun for me yeah. you know that's what i'm not angry about it or uh, but I'm I'm delighted that I get to help people in this cool way, and it's fun. So if you're into this, you like to use Bitcoin, or you want to accept it at your business, AnyPayInc.com. Yeah, it's a great way to get started, and, or just go grab the AnyPay cash register app from yeah. the, the Google or Apple app stores and install it and get some experience with it. And then, you know, go help a local business get set up with it and then let them know that you did that over at AnyPayInc.com, AnyPayInc.com. Uh, super, super cool stuff. We, of course, will keep you in the loop about further developments as time goes on. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. JT is on the line, uh, listening in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, JT. Yeah, hi. I was uh, calling about a comment you made about there might be a possible oil shortage in the future. Did we and make that comment tonight? Also, how... When was that? Maybe oh, another excuse night. Excuse me? Was that, that was maybe a few nights ago. Oh, okay. Okay, okay got Ian. it. Okay, so anyways... um. How oil could go below zero, here it is in a nutshell. Um, when you have a derivative market and you have a derivative upon a derivative, the widget, whatever it is below it, becomes irrelevant. So as soon as the first derivative gives a second derivative on top of it, then uh, Wait a second. that this derivative is an explanation? goes below zero. Excuse me? <laughs> this is an explanation? Can you explain yes, it like I'm five? Mark. <laughs> I, I yes, seriously this is, don't. This is, okay, here's the explanation. Okay. The derivatives market drove the oil uh, price below yep. zero. Um, Debt-heavy uh, uh, industries like fracking and uh, shale oil production in North America have to have a certain price point before they activate, and even just crude, you know, pumping crude. And they'll just shut down. And so what will happen is, is there, 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 there probably will be an, old, an oil shortage. And you guys were talking about the alphabet soup of, uh, of all of these deep state malarkey. Um, the EPA, I'm sure, um, because we're talking about regulation and deregulation, when Trump got into office, the EPA lifted all kinds of regulations and made these oil companies jump for joy but now you know they've been undercut like i said because of the derivative market and i also want, just wanted to well i thought it was thing. that uh, look i don't 
I can't say I'm any more elucidated on this particular issue after having listened to that. I don't know anything about derivatives or the derivatives market, so it doesn't make any sense to me. But what I was told or what I understood about the oil price going below zero, which did happen earlier this week, apparently for the first time ever, or it was like futures or something like that. Some sort of important oil price dropped below zero. It was negative. And apparently what that meant was these oil people were actually paying people to take the oil off their hands and i thought it from what i was told it was just simply it was as simple as the way the you know the the oil drilling works is once they open up that hole it's just it's going you know they gotta they gotta do well, something with it gotta keep and pumping. uh and it's there's there's not enough demand so there's more supply than could possibly yeah. meet the demand in the marketplace. And they were right. talking about shutting off some of the uh, the spigots, if you will. But it takes time to yeah. Uh, you to shut make one off, happen. and then uh, getting it restarted it, it, is expensive. It, it, right. So it hmm. seems like a supply and demand issue, but it's more complicated than that. I imagine it what is, I'm saying JT. is that if, Okay, just just one more thing. Yep. Yep. Please. Okay. Um, South Africa has activated seventy thousand troops for food riding. And they're asking for 74,000 more troops. Troops and civilians don't mix with hungry bellies. Yep. It's yeah, it's go not going to go well. Thank you, JT, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to... should have killed all those farmers then. Bob is in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. Hey. Uh, I'm going to speak impromptu, if that's all right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, you gentlemen, all you all are going to be senators. If you're not senators now, you will be. No, senators I'm not interested. States, what? Okay? Why would no I? No way. The engineer, the engineer gets to be United States president. Okay, so what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is that uh, all five of you are going to make it big. Okay, and uh, I really love you all very much. Thank and, you. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're an honor. You know, and there's only three and, of us uh, here. Well, I thought there was five. Uh, I'm going to be a caller. But thank you to the winner, okay? All right, brother. Hey, man, have a fun night tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE. I'm not interested in being in charge of anybody. I'm not interested in seeking power. I don't want to be a senator or president or anything like that. I mean, I (laughs) I have run for office. But I don't expect to, you know, that's more of just a troll operation and a message spreading to try to get God, people. God, somebody record that. Try to get people into uh, the ideas of freedom. That's really the only point there. I probably. She became overweight, stinky, several vertebrae fused together. Sophie was going to be euthanized. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite. She has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite is nutrition. Get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. Just hop into any one of those, and we will join you there, and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight in that studio. It's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We're going to go back to your calls and your thoughts and... 
At some point, I really want to tell you about this lady in Dallas who's heroically <laughs> reopened her uh, hair salon. Poor despi- Ian. Despite- but that's not the way Saturday nights work. Not always. Not it's free always. talk live, and people are free to call in and talk about what they it's, want. It's like that any night on Free Talk Live, Mark. We do it seven nights a week, but Saturdays are definitely our biggest nights. We have the most radio listeners on board. That means we have the most participation, and we love hearing from you, actually. That's the, most, that's the reason I come in here. I, you know, I can talk to you guys anytime. Uh, well, I don't talk to Derek as much because he doesn't live here anymore in, in Keene. But still, it's nice to see you. Thanks for coming out nice here to tonight, too. Uh, Derek J. Because we missed you last month. There was a scheduling yeah. mishap, and it didn't, it didn't end up working out. So better to have you back sooner rather than later. Let's go back to the phones to the fun. We got Ed. He's in Alamogordo, New Mexico, listening to KENN. Go ahead, Ed. K-I-N-N, I think it is. Sorry okay, about that. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment on yep, you're right. thing that you, you said a minute ago about the banks, and you were asking that guy about which banks, you know, is the ones doing all the dirty work. It's not the, it's not the national banks, it's the central banks. The mm, central well, they're, banks yeah. are the ones. They're the uh, worst. They're the worst. The well, central well, banks are the, the worst. They're the ones that setting up the whole situation. Sure. And then the deep state isn't Republic or Democrat or anything. It's an international thing. It's right along with the central banks. They're all vying for power, you know. They're the big ones. Hmm. But anyway, See, I everybody's got their I, own definition of this uh, mythological deep state. There's no doubt that the well, central banks are the are a huge cause of the power of the state, right? Because because the state has the ability to print money. The money, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can just debase the existing value in, that everybody might have saved in whatever you know state and, currency. And kind of- Steal it with, with devaluation. That's what it is. Yeah, that you're, that's a better word for it. Stealing is a better word than de- devaluing because uh, they literally what, are stealing. Gonna end up happen, that's what's going to end up happening to the digital monies. The government ain't going to let this Bitcoin and all these digital monies go on without controlling it. Well, they can't. That's the good news about right Bitcoin. Now, that's, the good news is that the government can't control Bitcoin. They can't stop it. Well, everything gets shut down if the computers go... Buster, they say, sorry, we got a new way of running things now. Well, if they turn how, off how the How do you internet, know they haven't already gotten to the developers? Okay, well, they can't stop all cryptocurrencies. How about that? Okay. I'll say that. Um, but uh, ultimately, Ed, the idea of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is decentralization, so it is counter to the centralized central banks. Uh, the yeah, c- central bank has... Still... Go ahead. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it just doesn't seem like... It might be secure at the moment. Eventually, it will be a uh, digital money that's going to rule everything for a little while. But who, you know? Well, you're you seeing your central banks move towards. The government says too bad. We're not going to recognize this no more. Well, they don't recognize it now. Uh, the government does not consider. Well, depending on which government you ask, I mean, there's different opinions within different government agencies and such. But I think this last I understood, the IRS considers it to be property, not money. Uh, whereas FinCEN thinks it's money, so like different government agencies have different opinions about this. Uh, but regardless, they have no it's ability tough. to control it, and they would love to. Uh, one thing they well, can do, however, is they can new. outlaw. If you go back to the printing of paper money when they first used mostly gold and silver. You know, they could print a little bit of money, and there was nothing wrong with that. But when they turned the whole central bank over to printing money, then they put it through a big change, you know. All of a sudden, you know, people got wealth stolen during them years. Well, they they're still stealing people's wealth by, anyway. by printing money. Thank you for the call, Ed. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, that's the whole process, is printing money 
allows them to take value or steal it. Mark, although you said you would quibble with that Well, I I will quibble with the term. If you have been warned, right, and I'm warning you right now, Mm -hmm. that keeping your money in Federal Reserve notes and then they inflate the number of Federal Reserve notes, thus potentially uh, deflating the value of each one of those individual notes. So if you have $100,000 in the bank just sitting there and then they print a whole bunch of money like they just did recently, the Federal Reserve just printed $4 trillion and then the uh, United States government introduced another $2 trillion. So you got $6 trillion right there, boom, into the monetary system. Presumably, mm. the value of your your hundred thousand dollars is going to go down and relatively quickly. If you have seen this happen, if you know that this happens historically, if you know and you continue to keep your money in their uh, system, then you're consenting to then it. Then you've consented. Yeah. Right. At that I point, that. that's it. You don't have to do that. But if you choose to do that, you're playing the game. And sometimes when you play the game, you're going to lose. I'd say that's a fair quibble. If you mm-hmm. know that that system exists and how it works, then it can't be stealing because you know you're participating right. in it. Um, however, I would say the supermajority of people have no idea how the system works. A lot of people think the dollars are backed by gold. Do they still think that? Fort Knox yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Just yeah. look that up. That was a good are one. my what are my dollars backed by? And you will hear a bunch of rambling nonsense between the the power and the strength of the United States military, the faith of the U.S. people. Uh, you know, oil, petrodollars. You'll hear a bunch of things. Oil that we don't own, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Saudi Arabia's oil is what backs what what what. None of this is true. You can't turn your dollar in and get anything for it. Thus, it is backed by nothing. Let's continue. JJ is in Dalton, Georgia, listening to WGOW in Tennessee. Go ahead, JJ. Yeah, I just wanted to mention some things about the deep state. Okay, let's hear it. The uh, well, first of all, it's part of the establishment. I could, the establishment entails all of the civil service workers. Is sixty-seven thousand, I think it is, it's excluding the military that working for the government. But the thing about it is, especially the, the Department of Justice, and usually that's what's known as the deep state to some people, but if you look at the political affiliation of those people, how could it be 96%? Now that tells you that they're scrutinized 96% of what? Hired. Democrat. They're Democrat with an allegiance, allegiance to, first of all, the party, then themselves, and then maybe the country. And not maybe not even the country. Let me back up the the gentleman's statement. Let me defend the gentleman's statement. If you go, if you look up the uh, the voting preference of every almost every single state in the union, Mm -hmm. and then you look at correspond that with the capital. So you look at the counties and where what people vote in which way, Mm -hmm. and then you look at the capital of each one of those states. You will often find, not exclusively, but very often find that the county in which the capital sits is the county that people tend to vote Democrat most often. Hmm. Okay, but are you saying, JJ, that the deep state is uh, 96% Democrat? Yes, it is. Yes, okay, it is. See, that's it's exactly what I told you before. It's the people who I don't and like are in the deep state and the people who I do like. So are you saying, sir, that if, let's say, the Democrats disappeared tomorrow— that all of a sudden the state would be good and the state would be uh, helpful and the well, state would be wondrous? One thing is for sure, you could certainly say that the swamp 
the swamp had been drained. Uh huh. But you what a load of crap. Well, let me let, let me counter now, uh, sir, if I may. Um, there was a time in our lives here in the recent past that uh, the house, the White House, the, the the U.S. House, and the Senate were all Republican, and. At that point, I think it was Tom DeLay. Ian, you might have to help me out remember. here. One of these scum-sucking uh, people, they uh, set, were asked, hey, what about that small government stuff that y'all keep talking about? Remember, the government was too big under Clinton, and it was bigger at this time than it was under Clinton. And this gentleman, who was, I think he was the Speaker of the House. I don't know which, which one he was. He was one of them. I really yeah, he was the Speaker of the House, whoever it was. He said, we have cut. We have cut you wait, can't wait, wait. listen if you're talking. This is really important. He said, we have cut government to the bone. <laughs> now, this guy, the government was at this point 60% larger than it was under Bill Clinton yeah. when Rush Limbaugh was, <laughs> big government, right? Wah, wah, wah. And then when it was all Republicans in there, they could have done anything they want. They could have gotten rid of all the government programs they wanted to get. They grew it by 60% and then said that they cut it to the bone. It's a load of crap. Thanks, JJ. They're not going to help you. They don't care about you. Not even their, your precious Republicans. Uh, again, there's no state that's good it doesn't matter who's in charge because they use violence and the threat of violence to get their way against peaceful people and that is the idea that needs to end not the deep state but the entire concept of the state we got more coming up it's free talk live It's Free Talk Live you can bring up whatever you want here the number 855 450 free that's 855-450-3733. Coming up, the Dallas salon owner. And it's not just her. It's also a guy in Alabama who runs a barbershop. These folks are going back to business without asking for permission. And we'll tell you what happened to her uh, yesterday morning at her shop in Dallas when she did open the doors. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, you've got Ian with you. Derek J. And Mark. And uh, we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Stephen. He's on the line. Uh, Stephen Zeiler is with us. He is the other founder of AnyPay. Welcome, Stephen. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, good. The, the deep state isn't restricted to just hidden activity within government or people who are unelected. They depend mostly on their collaborators in the media including social media, to not only spread disinformation, but to eliminate all traces of information that goes counter to their propaganda. You see that today on Twitter, which is ostensibly the world's public forum for everyone to speak their mind. And on YouTube, (laughs) ostensibly. And on YouTube, where... All positions that go against the official communist-funded WHO will be deleted yep. forever. Yep. And that's true on Twitter as well, uh, where they've been going in and taking down posts. Even the president of Brazil had his posts on Twitter taken down because he was advocating that people go back to work, that that the economy, you know, get back going. He's been a critic of the whole coronavirus thing. And because he was critical, they took down his posts on Twitter. That's right. And Mark and Ian, the listeners of your show know the revolutionary capability of Bitcoin technology because these authoritarians can't alter or change the Bitcoin 
technology. Nope. It is a, out a of property hands. of physics. And now the great news is we have tools. Bitcoin gives us a machine for creating truth that Twitter and YouTube and their overlords cannot deny. I urge you to have fun and and earn money by posting on social media instead of giving your time and energy to these authoritarian pricks. <laughs> put your thoughts and your energy into the Bitcoin technology with Twetch. That's T-W-E-T-H dot app. T-W-E-T-C-H? Isn't it C-H? T-W-E-T-C-H. Twetch dot app. I get the silly name. I've used it. I think it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Your posts in Twitch are not deletable. No one can remove them. They are permanently stored for all of humanity to remember forever. And no no CEO of YouTube can be bribed by a bunch of bureaucrats and politicians to remove your voice. I also want to promote uh, other decentralized solutions like library, lbry.com. That's a great mm-hmm. solution for full-on video uploads that also cannot be censored by some centralized government or corporation. I've got a question, what? guys. Um, I mean, you, you, you guys are, the, are, are my uh, tech people and and i always listen to what you have to say but why is it that you know when somebody comes out with an idea like twitter twitter's a great idea it must be everybody uh, so many people use it somebody comes out with an idea like twitch or something like that and for whatever reason it just, i mean it's a better product and it solves the problem but usually these things don't seem to catch I mean, they just don't catch on i mean there was mass no, that's not true this. go ahead that's not true so that the, the truth of the matter is that people are actually making money by posting on Twitch because it's tightly integrated with Bitcoin and it actually is catching on. It's very new and people are using it. And every time you use Twitch, you can use, if you like Twitter, you can use Twitch. It will auto post to Twitter. Now, mm-hmm. Twitter's probably going to delete your post in a couple of years. So you can't be remembered. Well, that's going to stay in Twitch forever. And it's a, it's a big middle finger to people who love censorship and authoritarianism. Now, these other decentralized alternatives like Mastodon, those servers can be taken down. That's right. With Twitch, it is built into the Bitcoin system. No one can stop it. And if you stop 99.99% of the whole system, it just takes one person to prove that you had a voice and that you will be heard forever. Right. And just for listeners that aren't familiar, what you're talking about with Bitcoin is is decentralized. I mentioned this earlier. There are thousands of people out there across the Internet running what are called full nodes that have a backup of the entire Bitcoin data, all the block, what they call the blockchain. It's the uh, every transaction, everything that's been stored in that particular blockchain, uh, which is a, one of the revolutionary technologies behind Bitcoin without getting too deep into the, the tech side of it. But because that blockchain exists, it's essentially a, a public ledger that exists in thousands of places. That's what you were saying there, Stephen. If 99% of them get taken down, which of course is an almost an impossibility, the idea that governments would be able to have some sort of coordinated cross global takedown of all these nodes is almost an impossibility. Uh, but just having 1% of them left means that all that data is still there, that it's all ex- still accessible, and it can all be copied again to other uh, data points. So it is essentially unstoppable. Isn't that right? 
that's completely right. Twitter can delete your posts. I guarantee you that right now that Twitter is hiding your information from your friends and followers, and they are deleting your likes. This happens all the time. It's standard policy with twitch.app. This can never happen. The entire system is open to the public to analyze at any time. Imagine actually getting paid for likes. Finally, right? Because I oh, get paid for likes every day. Right. That's what I, I'm I saying. Paid, I, I do paid, too. I made a one sentence post like a month ago. Two days ago, I got 10 cents from a guy who, who liked it, a couple of people right. who liked it. That's 10 that, cents more than all of the likes combined that anyone's ever received on Facebook. Free or Talk wherever. Live uh, at one point had, uh, one week, 19 million post views um, on our fan page or whatever the heck it was called. It's on Facebook. And, you know, that week... I could buy a cup of coffee for $2.50 at Starbucks, the same as I could with the week before. I mean, like, there did nothing. You get for you, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You are an unpaid content generation. You are the yeah. guy in the mm-hmm. boat pulling the, uh, uh, pulling the oar, and nobody's even standing over you with a lash going row. You're just rowing. Well, the amazing thing here is when, when, when you get paid with Twitch, it's not Twitch that's collecting your money, and then they take a cut of it, and then they send it on to you. The people who like your posts are sending the money directly to your wallet instantly. Really? I thought Twitch was taking a little piece. They're not taking a small They're not bit of it's that? completely it the payment goes directly from the person liking or commenting to your wallet huh. and Twitch doesn't touch the money that you receive. That's pretty cool. Hey, Stephen, anything it's awesome. else you want to share tonight? Be free. You've always got something cool going on, man. I love uh, love hearing from you. Thanks for the call. You sounded great there on Discord. On our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm, you can hop in there and chat with people like Derek Jay's in right now in the on-air chat as we speak. I just signed up for Twitch. There you go. I'll have to I'll have to log back in there. It's been a little while since uh, since I've been on it. Uh, 855-450, free like freedom. The only thing is it, it hasn't integrated, at least not that I know of, with other like automated posting systems, and I'd like it. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves here. Our number for you is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Derek J, and Mark. Back to your phone calls and thoughts, but I do want to let you know about ForkFest 2020. Far as we know, it's Yay. still on. Yeah, it's still going to happen. June 29th until July 5th. There has not been a crackdown on campgrounds yet here in New Hampshire, and hopefully it won't happen. Um, it, so far, Rogers Campground appears to be business as usual. They're preparing, I presume, to open up for the summer uh, very, very soon. Normally, I think they start doing their opening things in this month mark i think you might be more familiar with that is usually like april when they 
kind of get the ball rolling and slowly reopening the campground. Yeah, they show there. up in April, but yeah. um, really things begin to kick off in Memorial Day in May. Yeah, but now's the time to get your reservations in. Show Rogers Campground that you are going to be attending Fork Fest. Don't wait. Lock in your campsite now. Lock in your RV site, your motel room. They've got all three of those options there at Rogers Campground. ForkFest is a decentralized libertarian camping festival, and that is where uh, we're all going to be. I mean, you're going to be there this year, right? Yes. And any pay. And uh, you guys going to redo the dome? What's your plan? Do you guys have anything cooked up? Yes. Yes, all of that. Okay, good. Okay, the Dome was an amazing part of last year's Fork Fest, and I'm glad to hear that it's going to come back. And I bet you'll be able to build it faster this time. Yeah, we'll have practice. (laughs) We had some hard-learned lessons last time. Yeah, we also have already scheduled a a building uh, in the park, so we'll we'll have like practice the week before. Awesome. So check out ForkFest.Party. It's going to be June 29th until July 5th. What is it? Well, again, it's decentralized, meaning that there's no one who's in charge of this event. There's no board of directors who can say, we're canceling ForkFest. It just there's nobody who's in charge, right? If you so show up, it, it's happening. If, yeah, if you're allowed to be in the campground, it's going to happen. And so that's really the only question is whether or not the campground will be open. And so far, we have no reason to believe that they're going to be closed. So this thing's moving forward. Uh, ForkFest.Party. Get on over there. You can learn more. It's an unofficial website, but it's got some basic information, a link to the ForkFest chat room on Telegram, and more. We go to your calls and your thoughts. Let's talk to Jeff. He's in Port Orange, Florida. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, hi. Thanks very much for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't remember any time in history that you could go to, like, one state but not another state. You, know, you could drive anywhere you want, go to states. And I hear that um, when you get off the airplane or the boat in Hawaii now, um, you have to have a place to stay, uh, you, know, uh, you know, some mandated place to stay. And you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. So basically, you have to place yourself under house arrest. Right. And I've just I've just never heard of this anywhere else. I mean, the 50 states, the 50 states under the Constitution. And when the government collects taxes and redistributes them, some of my tax goes to Hawaii. And now they're telling me, basically, I can't go there. Well, or if I do... I'll, I'll go you one better, as a matter of fact. In the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, where I'm a resident, uh, right. and this is a part of the United States... They have hotels set aside where they take people off the plane and put them into quarantine for 14 days. Hmm. This is not self-quarantine. This is actual. You're being monitored. There are guards. Right. There are guards. And they have something. You have an hour a day out in the yard. Yard time. And they call it yard time. Yeah, that's prison. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. It doesn't Hmm. even make any sense. There's contraband, too, from what I'm told. You can't have alcohol in your cell. What? Yeah, that's what... uh, In America, they get to quarantine with liquor, and uh, the rest of us don't here? In the Marianas. In the Marianas? That's crazy. Yep. And uh, one of our co-hosts, former co-hosts, is actually going to be rejoining the show on Friday, the the Marianas edition of Free Talk Live, and he's going to be talking all about it, because he just got out of this FEMA camp. Literally, it's paid for by FEMA, this uh, resort that you're talking about. They're yep. running and paying for this thing, or at the very least paying for it. And, some and they'll do it as long it. as they get government money for yep, it. So believe, sure will. Believe, believe it's your tax dollars that are causing this. He says all the food is cold, too. So, like, the eggs, the bacon, the you know the stuff that they're putting on the breakfast tray this in the morning. This is a resort. It's I mean, it should be delicious. <laughs> It, anyway. Well, I've just I've just never heard of that before where you couldn't um, 
You couldn't go to any state. Yeah, it's unprecedented in our history. uh, What's happening now is horrible. Well, no matter what, when they lift this lockdown, wherever you are in the United States, you will have fewer freedoms. Yep. When it's lifted, oh, yeah. than you did before it was put in place. We're going to be living it's, in a. They're not all coming back. No, you know they didn't all come back uh, after nine eleven. They didn't all. You know, nope. I mean, there's there's plenty of instances where you can look at this. Prohibition is another good good it's example. It's getting worse, and it's not going to get better. That's for sure. Right, just on, and just one other quick thought. Yep. Um, they call them the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. You know, uh, Pelosi, Feinstein, Boxer, and Hillary. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. That's cute. It's funny. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyhow. Um, those people, those four people, are um, immensely powerful, immensely wealthy, and they all live in mansions and gated communities. And believe me, they must have staff like you can't believe. And if to think that these women get up in the morning and they don't have somebody closer than six feet doing their hair, doing their makeup, mm-hmm. putting their clothes on, um, cooking their breakfast, staff, you know, drivers, chauffeurs, house house people. So in other words, I can't go out right now and get a haircut. These people have all these staff members that are like swarming around them, and that's okay. I can't believe the level of sexism I'm hearing. <laughs> Thanks right? for the call. Once you have nothing to say about a, an argument, that's where you go, right? I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you, man, for the call tonight. You know, since he brought it up, we've been we were going to be talking about the salon owner uh, in Texas that's reopening despite the prohibitions. Last night on the after show that we did for your talk live, we mentioned the two women in Laredo, Texas, who were busted in undercover sting operations for being willing to like do somebody's nails or their eyelashes or whatever. They literally were doing sting operations, but. Here's a fun headline for you from nationandstate.com. Texas mayor caught defying her own stay-at-home order at a local nail salon. (laughs) When a photo of Beaumont, Texas mayor Becky Ames at a local nail salon surfaced, all hell broke loose. That's That's because Beaumont has been on lockdown for almost a month. So you're not allowed to go and get your nails done. You're not allowed to go and get your hair trimmed. But the mayor, well... She's essential, and it's essential that she have her nails taken care of during this this whole lockdown. Well, what else? Yeah, there's two sets I'm of shocked. rules. Yeah, two sets of rules. One set for them, and the rest, uh, you if, know, one set for the rest if, of us. If before this uh, event happened, if anyone were asked, you know, do you think that a, a mayor would make a, a stay-at-home order and then defy it? I'm pretty sure everyone would agree that that would happen. <laughs> right. That would happen, yeah. yeah. This is not <laughs> the surprise. Prob- shock. Yeah. The probable, almost certain future of a mayor making a stay-at-home order is, is that they and them don't have to abide by it. And of course they don't. No. That's what the state's always been. For nine, the 9,000 years that the government's been in place, that that's what it's about. We who are in charge will have it better than you. I mean, look at the, the, the Soviet Union, where it was supposed to be the workers' paradise. Of course, the politicians all had cars. Let's Ian, go to Rob. You, oh, you yeah. and Mark and the previous caller were both saying that it's going to get worse after this event. But mm-hmm. I, I want to um, challenge that idea. Really? Okay. And say that for the individual your freedom could increase not because of what's going on in the world but because of what actions you take during this quarantine because of this scenario if you analyze your own personal freedom and then take steps to increase that personal freedom you could end up better coming out of this than you were before going in i would love to hear more about how that could happen so if we can let's come back to it but i i do have robert here in myrtle beach uh you're on free talk live go ahead robert yeah, I have a question uh, regarding digital assets. Yeah, uh, I know some information came out today. One of my I do I do YouTube stuff, uh, 
content creator. Okay. And uh, this guy is actually going to do uh, a company is actually going to do tokenized real estate and tokenized stocks where you buy fractionals. So you you can use it to buy a digital asset to buy a fourth of Amazon stock or you know a fraction yeah. of a building sports stadium. Cool. Now, do you you think that is going to actually uh, could keep America or the world afloat in the in the next few months, you know, if that is publicized, you know, I know digital assets, I mean, it seems like, you know, the rich people are looking for somewhere to put their money at now since, you know, gold and everything else is down. So it looks like, you know, we may see that with companies like BlackRock and so forth. But what do you guys think about that? Well, I can tell you that Bitcoin.com CEO Roger Veer thinks it's a good idea. Uh, He's created this thing called SLP tokens uh, with his his Bitcoin Cash on his Bitcoin Cash I don't think he created that. Well, okay. His team... I don't even no. know if it was his people. I think it was just Bitcoin Cash. Those people did it. it was, th- he doesn't own Bitcoin Cash. Well, it's they're all he's, related. He's a promoter of it, though. Okay. Uh, thank you, Robert. This sounds like a cool idea to help people own stocks without actually having to be on the records for it. Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you if you want to jump in now. You can do that. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. Get on over to discord.lrn.fm. You can hop into those there. Uh, And also enjoy the other features on our website, which include an email list. For those of you that would like to know the latest about what's going on with Free Talk Live, you can find out first if you are a subscriber on that email list, you can join it by going to freetalklive.com. You'll find the email sign-up box conveniently placed on pretty much every page of the site if you look in the right places. Uh, it's there for you. You get signed up, and we'll send you an email usually on a once-a-week basis. Keep you in the loop with Free Talk Live. With you tonight, here it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. We'll start with Dave in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, listening to WEEO-FM. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, a lot of days tonight, guys. You yeah, know it. No doubt. So my primary objection in this whole affair is that uh, we have essentially been reduced to being vectors for a disease mm. and uh, completely dehumanized in the process. Yep. So, you know, now I'm like Hector the Vector, you know? So anybody with half a brain probably understands that uh, an N95 in gloves is really no protection against catching a virus. Um, so uh, I'm recommending a, uh, you know, here in Pennsylvania, our esteemed Governor Wolf has mandated gloves and, and masks. Oh, God. So um, uh, in order to prevent uh, touching, uh, you know, touching my face and things like that. Uh, I'm using a plain brown paper bag with two slits in it, and I highly recommend it. Can't <laughs> over your head? <laughs> well, this is one thing that I think is positive about this whole mask thing, is, is that suddenly now the uh, the surveillance state, the, you know, the closed-circuit television cameras that are millions of them around the world, where the state monitors uh, our, our, our actions and, and has facial recognition software and is putting together a database of our movements and don't think this isn't happening, suddenly it's been thrown back, uh, you know, quite some ways. And if masks catch on here, well... I think it might be that part might be a good thing. If you want to choose to wear a mask, I believe that's up to you. Well, not in Pennsylvania, Mark. It's a mandate. Right. Well, I'm against it, that. It's just, it, it's just my way of objecting to the whole thing. Sure. And I checked with a legal firm as well, and you know what? They can't do a damn thing about it. 
Oh, so I'll wear my paper bag, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Anything else, Dave, you want to get out there? That's everything, guys. Appreciate Have a it, good man. One. Thanks, dude. Uh, Kenneth is also in Chambersburg listening to WEEO. Kenneth, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay. My question is, Federal Reserve, they're part of the United States government. Yeah, sort of. Not really, but kind of. I mean, it's supposed to be a separate entity but yet i believe the president appoints at least one member of the their board don't they i think it's best to describe them as quasi-governmental the president appoints the chairman yeah that's the end of it yeah it's a private bank I don't think I would like it any more if it were run by the government completely, though, because the idea of a central bank is inherently abusing people by printing money, and it doesn't matter whether it's privately run or run by the government, does it? Um, well, most people think that it's part of the government. I think sure. that that's the first thing to do is start to educate them on that that truth. Um, but the government printed money in the past, too, and it's not like it did a good job. Uh, Lincoln's greenbacks weren't that awesome. So they're going to steal whether whoever's in charge of that, you know, they're going to they're going to debase the currency, whoever is in charge, because that's the benefit of running a central bank. Right. Is, I mean, if you and I opened up a uh, central bank tomorrow and we began making our own currency, it wouldn't it likely wouldn't be too long before one of us was yeah, inculcated with the notion, you know, what we could do. It's probably we could be just you. make as much money as we want. <laughs> we would rule the world. <laughs> you know why I know this is because. Because that's what happens every single time. Yeah, that's true. And then at some point or another, somebody makes a little too much money and then boop, boop, hyperinflation, and the whole thing goes down the tubes. What do you think America is going to be like when the Federal Reserve finally loses control? Oh, boy. Well, let me put it this way. The last politician that tried to shut them down was shot. Well, that much is true. They certainly like to protect their uh, their their uh, situation, but at some point or another, we can't keep all these balls in the air, and it will come tumbling down. And I say, think about a sorority house where it's the really rich people, um, their daughters there, and they're drunk and having a party, and then suddenly, um, you know, what, the rest of us are in here like, hey, ladies, we're trying to sleep. Yeah, they're not going to pay attention to you. They're going to continue to go on and do what they do, and the consequences of their actions will finally, at some day or another, come get them. But uh, you know. Well, they won't pay any consequences personally. It just means their system will end, and they themselves will be plenty wealthy. Because they're, what they're doing at the end of hyperinflation, when hyperinflation happens, right, is they're just pumping as much wealth into the hands of their buddies as they possibly can and taking it out of the pockets of the poor and the middle class. My original analogy, and I, um, sort of, I, I admittedly lost it a little bit there, was what's going to happen in the United States? And what I mean I is not the people at the top, because the people at the top, you're right, are going to do very well. But the rest of y'all, the 99 percent yeah. that have enjoyed the, 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 the status, whether it, they knew yeah. it or not, of the world reserve currency, are not prepared for life, real life. Well, the best thing you can do to prepare is to get your value out of the the dollar and, in my opinion, put it into other things, whether that be cryptocurrency or precious metals or real estate or all of the above or whatever you think. As long as it's not in the dollar, you're going to probably be doing better in a hyperinflation situation. All right, Kenneth, thanks for the call tonight. 
So I promised it. I want to make sure I get the details out here. Uh, This is KHOU out of Houston reporting in Dallas where a hair salon owner was issued with a citation after reopening her business yesterday morning, violating local and state executive orders to stay at home. Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins also sent a cease and desist letter telling Shelly Luther that she had to close Salon a la mode. Oh, no. Salon a la mode is uh, again reopened as of yesterday. Before the doors opened, a crowd of people were outside to support her. She says she, she plans to remain open despite the citation and being ordered to close. She had Good. hired security guards stationed at both her doors to wow. manage incoming and outgoing guests. Each person was required to wear a face mask. The owner carried a thermometer and took temperatures of her customers. Less than an hour after the salon opened, Dallas police arrived. Oh. An officer said authorities had received multiple calls complaining about this gathering. Do we outside check their the temperature salon. on the way in? Officers told the crowd to practice social distancing, and they spoke with Luther. Dallas police officers. Now she doesn't have any control over the crowd at the door. No, she doesn't. Now the idea that somehow, you know, yeah, that's that's not fair. The fine could be anywhere between fifty and two thousand dollars. I believe I heard that they decided on a thousand, but I didn't see it. I got a, one of the sheets of paper that they sent to her, but it didn't have an amount on it. Uh, it will be up to the judge, okay, to determine the fine. Luther told her supporters she doesn't plan to pay the fines. Wow. We ain't going to pay no fines. She said she'll ask her attorney, who she did not name, to handle the citation. In the afternoon, she was delivered the cease and desist letter from the Dallas County judge ordering her to shut down, which means she's going to be in contempt of court if oh she does goodness. not uh, shut down the business. This poor woman. So they're coming at her full on. Well, yeah. they have to in order to protect the power of the state. Well, and they can't right. just let somebody open their business. Otherwise, somebody else is going to be like, well, crap, I'm going to open my business, too. I should yeah. do this, too. The state remains under an executive order that closes also so-called non-essential businesses. The governor has loosened some restrictions, uh, allowing retail to go to begin Friday, which means you can no, you cannot go into the businesses that he's allowing to reopen. They have to come out to you and deliver things to you. You can't go shopping anymore, basically, because freedom. Uh, before reopening, Luther told WFAA that she's, quote, prepared to take on whatever it is that comes with reopening. The single mother says she's lost all three of her jobs, musician, makeup artist, and stylist, because of the coronavirus closures. Uh. She said she chose to pay her lease on her business instead of her mortgage this month. Wow. She said earlier this week, quote, I don't want to cause any problems, but when you're out of money, someone has to stand up and say they're not helping us by not letting us work. It's possible Luther could face even more than the city citation for reopening. The Texas Department of Bureaucrats uh, Licensing and Regulations said, quote, there could be administrative sanctions or penalties issued. The enforcement of local and state executive orders is left up to local law enforcement. And uh, Luther told WFAA this week, quote, it won't matter if I have a license, because one of the things on the, the threats that she received yeah, from the state... Take, her, take says, your license away. Right. Suddenly you're unqualified to do nails and hair yeah. because you have not listened to the state. And this is one of the problems with licensing, ladies and gentlemen, is that you know, a li- driver's license doesn't make you a better driver. It just gives the government the ability to say you're not allowed to do it anymore. If you had a right, you wouldn't need a license to do it. So she said, quote, it won't matter if I have a license because I won't have a business. So she's willing to go up against the state. Kudos to her. This lady's a hero and it's awesome. And Uh, the government's making people desperate. Yeah. And you know what? I hope more people follow her example because that's what it's going to take. Begging politicians isn't going to get it done. Check out Derek J at anypayinc.com. Grab the AnyPay uh, cash register app and we'll see. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? 
that you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Find out about your common law rights. Move about the land freely in your personal conveyance or on foot. Know what to say if stopped by a man or woman in a costume and proceed safely on your way. Also, find out how to lawfully keep all the money you make free of tax. Protect your liberty and freedoms in a peaceful and lawful way by adding William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com to your Skype contacts. And let's talk free on Skype. That's William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com.